from the Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Tonight's show is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. Come to our showroom at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins and find out why we say everything cars made easy is not just an ad line, but a way of doing business. Online at petersontoyota.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Get the best in Las Vegas barbecue at our original location, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, or at your next Allegiant Stadium event. M-Drive, you're never too old to start building lean muscle mass or help your immune system. Go to mdriveformen.com and see which of our specially designed products is for you. By Topgolf, our all-weather facilities mean you can practice your swing or learn how to swing a golf club 12 months a year. Find any of our coast-to-coast locations at topgolf.com. Burrito Express, six East Valley locations serving the freshest Mexican food, including the all-day breakfast burrito since 1995. Metro by T-Mobile. See one of our store locations for details how to get a new 5G phone free when you switch to Metro and trade in an eligible device. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey in a world-class city. Black Bear Diners, bring your appetite as we serve up home-cooked meals with a smile at any of our uniquely styled restaurants all over the West and Midwest. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, no one does entertainment destinations better nationwide or worldwide. And by the NCHC and nchc.tv, watch all of the action from the league's eight teams. Go to nchc.tv and subscribe. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans as it may be. Tonight is Tuesday night, which means it's our College Hockey Southwest Weekly, our staple show where it all started. Scott Strandy with you tonight from a very rainy, soon-to-be-snowy Denver, Colorado after a 80-degree high yesterday. Got to love the Rockies. Uh, And my co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you? Uh... Really, I don't know what's beautiful about twenty degrees. So you can, <laughs> you know, at least you're twenty in the degrees Rockies. in your basement. Uh, it just feels like it. I mean, at least you're in the Rockies. There's an excuse for it. I don't know. I don't know if uh, Coach Zombo ever played for the Avalanche or 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 the original Colorado Rockies. I don't know. But uh, holy smokes, it's almost April first, and it still feels like winter is here. Well, I'm glad you brought up Coach Zombo because we got him on. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, L- L- Lindenwood Lions NCAA hockey. Man, that sounds great. Coach, Scott and Paul with you tonight. How are you, my friend? Excellent. Thank you. Can you hear me okay? We hear yeah. you loud and clear, Coach. Good. Before we jump into this uh, this NCAA stuff, you had some business to take care of about three weeks ago, and you guys got it done. You won another ACHA D1 national championship so congratulations on that tell us how that went and uh how proud you were the guys to uh, to get it done despite uh the season that you had to put up with with covid and all that stuff well when it's all over with it, it's great to reflect on it, it is uh as you're competing in tournament it is get the win get one goal more than your opponents 
and then look to the next opponent. So personally, I call it detox. It's 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 got nothing to do with booze. There's a little bit of booze involved. It's, it's getting on a proper sleep pattern and also eating appropriately. So when I prepare going into the tournament, um, I, I want to cover everything. Not only my lineup, their lineup, uh, proper alterations that potentially can impact the game. Uh, in college hockey, there's momentum swings up and down. You got can't make. Uh, you can't get too high, you can't get too low, but you got to be prepared as a response of what goes on in sequence in preparation before it happens. So um, it, it becomes, uh, I love it in the preparation uh, because it allows me, once I'm satisfied, I recognize the players play, the players perform, but also there's minor adjustments that we've been working on all season when this time approaches, uh, since it's been done, um, our city has been unbelievable. Our university has been unbelievable. My kids have had nothing but the VIP treatment. Like it, it, it's gone beyond the walls of Lindenwood university into St. Louis County, all the way into ballpark village, which is across street, uh, from Bush stadium. Like they're running the city. So, <laughs> they they, they should appreciate that. Um, for me personally, uh, I go back to work. I've had an awful lot of uh, media engagements, which I enjoy, and I can navigate through those uh, no problem. Um, but uh, to be visible and to be relevant has been unbelievable on the outside world, inside our dressing room, and inside the coach's office, it, it's work as usual. We, we just move to the next day and, and have a plan for not only that day, but for this month and then leading up until, until the fall. So um, winning that tournament it, uh, all season at Lindenwood University is win one game, and that's a championship game. And it's so challenging and so difficult because it's not always the best teams. Everything has to align. You need to be healthy. you got to peak the players at the right time to excel. They have to know their responsibilities. They also have to understand the moments, why they're out there, and take ownership in it. And that's a whole season process. And we've been fortunate that, um, you know, we've won the majority of our games all year. So going in, you know, you beat Lindenwood. Now it opens up to 10 or 12 teams that are respectfully, you know, very good. Uh, dropping in the first round, which happens frequently in our national tournament, is, is one of the higher seeds, gets upset. And then all hell breaks loose. So, you know, <laughs> when I say that, everything opens up that, okay, the next one, it's got to knock down. Once two gets down, you knock down one. And then, you know, it's a free-for-all. Anybody can win. And, and uh, that's what makes the ACHA tournament so exciting um, that these kids give it their all. It, it, it's amazing. And uh, we're fortunate this year that we won. Coach, I'm going to take it back a little bit. Um, and kind of set up some 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 questions here, um, but you were in a very tricky spot. You've been trying to build your team to win a championship, especially since your tournament was at home, and trying to do other things to lead to where uh, last week the announcement was made that you guys are moving up, and 
everything that went on last offseason put an enormous target on your back. Okay. Is there something that you learned about your team that it not only played with that target on its back all season long? Well, you say you won a majority of the games. Well, that's true if you count all of them as a majority of the games. So is there anything that you that you <laughs> did not expect in learning about your team from the start of the season here to the end? <laughs> Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to unveil all the details. Well, I, don't need all the I, details I could tell you something, Paul, uh, <laughs> 70% of my time had nothing to do with the rink. Um, I, I burdened an awful lot of responsibilities because it starts in recruiting. It's a, it's an easy coin phrase through sports that we are family, but to, to, to solidify eye contact, not even handshake that I got you and to know that you got me is, is, is a daily process that happens. Um, and when you, when I have a staff, I build a staff around me that not only is good in, in their assets, but also we understand when something's not right. Okay. So hockey people are extremely humble. Nobody wants exposure weaknesses. And, and I, I've, I've got a staff around me that recognizes when things aren't right. And all it is, it, it, it could be as simple as a data boy, or let me help you out, or, um, you know, take a day off. There is a lot of that going on. To, to take a day off for me, my enjoyment is being in the rink. So I, I loathe, my juice is being around kids. That's my juice. The, the competition, the, the challenging, um, it's got nothing to do with skill acquisition or execution. It's got everything to do with getting ahead of these guys and understanding what could potentially be going through their head. Uh, it's not what you see in a rink. There's so much outside influence on them to actually build relationships and accept that we're human that when we come to the rink, we, we put on hockey equipment and then we're us, like we're hockey players, but they actually have conversations. Like it, when you're talking about skill acquisition, skill acquisition is trying to teach these kids that it's okay to make mistakes. That's hard. Like the peer pressure is, is so challenging on these kids. It's, it's unbelievable. But to, to learn how to be comfortable when you're uncomfortable is it's a daily process that you need the pulse and I want to, I, I say to myself, I want to have the answers before I ask questions. So they're, they're, like, you're not looking for turn coach. You're, you're not looking for anybody to squeal, but it's, it's through days and, and years of knowing these guys when you, when you can recognize something's not right. Right. So like when somebody makes a mistake on the ice, everybody in the stands knows the mistake. The players know it before everybody else. So to come in a dressing room, and, and put that player on a pedestal and beat them down. We all know the mistake. It, it's understanding what happens. Where's the lead in? And also, where's the response, right? So there, there's some players that need to get out immediately to cleanse that bad feeling. And there's others that need a little bit of time, you know, to take the boil down to a simmer and then go out and be you. So we, we talk about mistakes. 
systems for me is, is strictly reinforcement of mistakes. You got layers of reinforcement. We all make mistakes. And, and to accept that the mistakes are a valuable component to anybody's growth, that's tough on these kids because uh, the immense peer pressure to get likes, to be appreciated, uh, that, that phone for a coach is, is a severe detriment when it comes to coping skills and learning how to really mature through adversity. So in the rink was, was, was everything for me. And having a staff was everything to me. Outside, um, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's challenging. You know, when, when you're talking about something I'm familiar with, when you're talking about the NHL, like you wear a lot of hats. Being a general manager and, and, and uh, sorting through uh, conversations and relationships and building relationships and, and making certain they don't speak out of context and, and knowing where you, you know what I mean? Like information always comes from the top. So uh, I was in a situation where, um, I mean, I, I, my dressing room set. My, my room That's is cool. set, but, but I got to answer to people, you know? Right. So it was, it was really, really uh, challenging. And I, I never, never come home and kick the dog, uh, but to actually um, put the phone on mute and, and just be me, mm-hmm. whatever that might be. Um, didn't happen enough, but, but, but I tried to give that time to myself. Coach, let me uh, let me ask you this because I thought I'm going to be the big guy on campus and get to you first uh, a Monday ago, yeah, <laughs> and, and and what ended up happening was the St. Louis Blues came out and said, "Hey, we want to make the Lindenwood Lions like you said already the toast of the town." So tell us what that was like last Thursday, um, being at the Blues game where you're very familiar, and uh, and having your guys recognized and the announcement and the excitement, president of the university. I mean all of that good stuff all wrapped up into one. Can you put it into words? Amazing. <laughs> um, nice. it, uh, it, it is. So on, on, on the calendar schedule for the blues, Lindywood university, that was our night with the blues that had been on there all year. Right. So whether it be a section of tickets or two sections of tickets, I don't know. That was Lindywood university night, at the blues. It, it really corresponded extremely well like you know how many months we've gone without any kind of notification in st louis what's another three days so um there there's a lot of moving parts involved and when you have a strong leader like our president porter that he was out of town and he wasn't going to wait till he came back When, when when i say that well, there's a lot of really good characteristics in leaders. There's a lot of leaders in all walks of life. Uh, to play this game, uh, it, it's real simple to filter through who's good, who's bad. But there's, there's characteristics you have to understand. Patience is one. And uh, Dr. Porter had the patience that he was going to make certain that things were done right. Well, this is all behind the scenes. I didn't know. You know, <laughs> uh, to get the rubber stamp from the top guy, and then also understand that he's been observing, he's been evaluating, he's been he's been doing the numbers, and we got the right people. We're doing this, and we're going to do it right. Like you have no idea what that felt like. That that was a day of our tournament. 
That was Friday of our tournament. <laughs> and and for me, you know, it was three, four weeks of, of really kind of reeling my guys in through adversities that we're not going to get into. I mean, that was probably our worst game, but I don't, I don't think my guys even felt the ice underneath them. They're on such a high. It, it was amazing. And as a staff, we had our guys just absolutely peaking. Like when, when you look what we did in our playoffs, like those are good teams. Yeah. And it was, and, and, and the, the, the funny thing is, so Iowa State is an unbelievable program. The coach has done a great job. You, you look at our history against Iowa State, they're battles. And I love him. He loves me, but I want to kick his ass as much as he wants to kick. <laughs> so, like before, I'm, I'm preparing my guys for a one goal game. So, that was part of my spiel. Okay. So, so prior to out the war, it was a one goal game. Now, unbeknownst to me, like I know it now, but when I went out, my captain said, he's full of shit. We're going to kick the shit out of these guys. Like, Scott, Paul, I had no idea. Like, I didn't hear it till afterwards. Right? So when I heard it, so I heard it from my assistant coaches after the game was over. with. Like, like as a coach, you, you have no idea what that feels like when, when, and I said earlier, you just look across and you, I got you, you got me, and we're getting this done. Like, everybody can wish it. But but not until everything falls in place do you realize, holy shit. I mean, I might as well just pack. You know, I, I tell the guys, we'll punch it for 60 minutes. If it takes more, so be it. But, you know, now that it's over with, I mean, I was screaming at my coaches and the guy running the door, and we're up by four. <laughs> you know, so that's how I think of, you know, punching the clock. Cool. Coach, I, I'm just glad you didn't have to punch my guy, Stephen Marsh, because he was scared to come into your office. <laughs> oh, what are you talking about before or after the game? Uh, yes. <laughs> after. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, uh, anyway, th- thanks yeah. for taking care of Stephen yeah. there. Uh, I want to... Uh, now I want to move on just a little bit because there are so many things to get to, but um, I've been telling coach everybody that would listen to me that if Rick Zombo says he's going to get to division one NCAA, it's going to happen. And you can't even imagine how many people told me, yeah, yeah, prove it. Yeah. Prove it. And I said, well, listen, come talk to me in, in mid March or first of April, because uh, I have confidence in this guy. And I know when he says something, he's going to get it done. So uh, I've been I've been beating that drum for you for a whole nine months now, and I am so happy for you. You can't believe it. Um, I've already announced that we're going to cover you next year. Uh, we're going to make you part of our coverage anyway. And um, so so let's start right there. You got to build a roster now. How many of the guys that that won this national championship uh, for you or with you can uh, can play at the next level? Uh, it's their job to lose. Uh, you know, that, that's, at every exit meeting, it's all the same. Respect is a business. Once the season starts, we're a family, and you have to defend your position. So uh, we were extremely top-heavy and, and very bottom-heavy this year. So, you know, we had eight seniors and uh, either nine or ten freshmen. So we made certain that we really – solidified our, our core. I wanted to make certain that I had a, a core of individuals that were strong-willed, extremely talented, that needed opportunities. Um, in, in hockey talk, it's called flyers. 
you know, late bloomer, bad grades, you know, overlooked, whatever. Basic cliches. But the mentality of being strong-willed and character person was was foremost probably more than hockey IQ. So hockey IQ is really important. Other than this year, hockey IQ in boots is the first thing. You need hockey IQ. Um, but, but it's character. It, it, it's that Navy SEAL mentality where you lead from the front. We understand how to lead. The top goes down. Everybody can jump up. And, and everybody becomes a chief. Um, so we got really strong, strong individuals. But to learn how to win was, was real close behind high leadership character individuals. So that was up to me and, and us, staff, togetherness. What does it feel like to win? But the process and means is everything that we sell. So Monday to Thursday is, is foremost to me. And it's not easy. So like, if you could practice and compete against our, your own teammates, the games should flow. Um, and, and, and you really can let your hair down because um, you're playing against somebody that you're not familiar with and not part of your family. So um, I've got nine or 10 freshmen. So then it, it comes into our recruiting doesn't change. The problem that we got into is by not having, by not, by having limited direction, uh, we didn't build relationships in the recruiting identifying players that's a piece of cake i mean we do that all year long we've been doing it for six years so having databases and and following up we we couldn't do the networking that we always do the networking is filling in the spaces right so the word but it, it, we put major emphasis on but he, he great skater leading scorer but right when that comes up we dig into but we didn't do that this year. We, you know, it, it was it was a very precarious situation to be in um, because so much responsibility was on me um, that was necessary to at least uh, warm up financially. Cold leads, donation asks that that was on me. Um, so we got a strong database. We, we know players all over, and of course, this guy. Uh, commits that guy commits and you know uh the simmer the coaches that ha have had extensive time put in front of a screen in front of ranks um uh, you know i mean that's why I, I got the longest fall i'm the head guy but <laughs> it, it's controlling that right you like as as much as as we bleed lindenwood you can't take it personal and 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 for for young individuals that um, have not been in coaching as long as I have or been in, into the ruthless world of professional hockey. It's challenging. Now we got to catch up. So once you get the, the, the seal of approval, we knew exactly what we need to do as a hockey program, what the wishes. Foremost, we had the support of the university and the president. So away we go. So it's scheduling. Why well, have players if you don't have a schedule? So now we got to schedule. So in the fall, we had 14 teams that we had communicated to start the season on 22-23, uh, building those relationships that, unfortunately, on our side, we had a ghost. <laughs> you know, we, we couldn't say anything. 
And it wasn't so much by having an NDA. It was just so much where I don't have the authority. <laughs> so now we got to build it again. So 20 games is always our focus. And, and 20 games at Division One level is our focus because the opponents, now so when they play Linwood, it helps on the records and also rankings. 20 is really important. So away we go. So we opened our, our, our tournament up on Thursday. Uh, we were successful on a 3 nothing uh, win against uh, Michigan-Dearborn. Early Friday morning, we're back on the horn. So my coaches are back on the horn building relationships. I can tell you right now, uh, I would have never thought where we're at right now. Um, call it pencil, call it pen. We've got 15 games right now uh, to start 22-23. Um, we're, we're, we're almost there. You know, the closer you get to 20, now, now it leverages and opens up uh, better opportunities for other teams to play. Um, so schedule is foremost, and then it comes into recruiting. So uh, on the recruiting side, it's okay, what's available? And let's fill our needs. Unfortunately, I enjoy watching tournament play for Division One college hockey. Like, how can you not enjoy that? <laughs> oh, and, and you're going, holy shit, we're so far behind that. They go, okay, patient, develop, build. And it, it is um, determining risk versus reward as far as um, young, aspiring, full high-end potential or players that have uh, portal players that uh, are looking for greener pastures that uh, have some kind of experience and maturity. So we go through all that. All right, so you guys have a double advantage uh, going – or at least, you know, theoretically on paper, you guys have a double advantage. Number one, you do have the transfer portal. And not only that, um, that extra year stuff now goes by the wayside. So there's probably even more players available to you than 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 you might have thought. Is that the case, or am I misreading that? Well, there's 260-some-odd players out there, Paul. Like, like, like it's no different <laughs> than recruiting. Okay, so the, the players that we we brought in as freshmen, all Canada was shut down. The Canadians we right. have due, were due to relationships two years prior. Like, it was shut down. Right. And, and, and now we went back into Canada. Like, the, you, you have to understand where is the, not only the least avenue of resistance, but also your current players become unbelie- unbelievable commitment catalysts like these kids call the players that you have like when you're recruiting they, they look at your roster where do they play where are they a tier one player or are they a tier three player there's a t- tier three player these guys are junk you know what i mean like like no different than me watching my kids walk in uh the rink for practice uh potential players look at the rosters and they make assumptions so the portal's 260-some-odd kids. Well, there's good players there. But I got we're not the New York Yankees. Like, <laughs> kids aren't jumping for a, a potential NHL career. They go to North Dakota. No, I they, go to, they go to Wolverines, right? So now I'm going, okay, let's see. I got a defenseman in the portal. Um, like, if you're a coaching staff and don't understand eight players in your depth chart, 
Like those guys rarely slip through. Now you're talking about forwards. You're talking about 14 to 15 players on a depth. Maybe, you know, maybe a top six were better. Maybe there wasn't right. So there is, you you just don't watch film. uh, it's, It's experience for me. And our recruiting has all been about what do I want to coach? Right. It's not Kentucky one and done basketball. Like, what do I want to call out? What do I want to build? You know, for four years, I can build. Just because there's a portal doesn't mean that those are a fact that they're going to stick around. But it, it, it's all looking at upside potential, opportunity, and, and, and really finding. We ask hard questions to these kids, you know, um, and everybody's coined. I mean, they, they've gone through it already, right? Everybody right. has options especially the ones that are coming out of the portal. They've gone through this already, but you ask hard questions and I don't need a coin phrase. There, there's an art to selling the invisible and uh, not until they either get that commitment uh, catalyst from my players that are either alumni or currently on the roster, or they come on a campus visit and talk to me face to face. I got no problem selling myself, selling the school, selling it for, I got no problem. We got ninety-eight 98% success rate on commitment to come on, on a recruiting visit. I mean, now they'll change, but like I've watched so much film. Like I'm well aware of what kind of digs these other programs got on. Everybody sells, you know, the best of the best, but I know what everybody else has. So I just sell myself. Now I've got a school that's like our school is unbelievable. They, they can run the city. They're trying to run the city, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> they got the opportunity. Like D1 in St. Louis. Only people in St. Louis know how big this can be. Hey, Coach, well, uh, I think uh, one of your former uh, teammates, Eddie Christian, is trying to get his eligibility back and come down and play for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy, that family is unbelievable, right? So everybody knows his brother David, Olympian, right. this and that. And, and Roger and his brother ran Christian Brothers Sticks, which were so close, Waro to Grand Forks. Right. We use we use that. The family is unbelievable, including Eddie. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> not only a tremendous hockey player, but but a personality that would light up the room. Um, but it, like it's like I during a tournament, I, I I had two interviews in Grand Forks. So I had the Herald and, and I had a podcast out of Grand Forks. You know. Um, I talked to Brad Berry this morning. Like, it, it's <clears throat> getting games is so humbling <laughs> that, and I and I say the uh, fraternal order of coaches. Like, I'm floored by how these coaches have extended themselves to give you an opportunity to prove yourself, and you have to understand. It's all about numbers. It's about rankings. It's about wins, who you're playing. Like, not only does it solidify contracts for coaches, but also a lot of money to the university when you when you make tournament play. So there's a lot of people on the sidelines that are cautious. And here we are, running from behind. We open up with, uh, all right, so it's, we're recruiting a goalie, right? So I got one goalie, right. we're recruiting another one. So... How's this for an opening pitch? Uh, you got North Dakota, Michigan, and Denver in October. How's your nerves going to become November? 
Yeah, right after that, it's easy, right? Oh, you, you'd like to think if you're not like that, <laughs> that slap shot goalie. Like, you were there. Like, we yeah. opened up in Magnus. Oh, it, was a, it was the best ass, kicks, ass kicking I've ever taken. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, but, I Listen, I can only imagine that your guys learned from those games, too. They really did. They, they, they There's a difference. So, from just my perception, the difference is a Division One athlete, it's a 12-month commitment to sleep, taking care of your body, taking care of your mind, and making certain that you earn that scholarship dollar every single day and you represent, well, foremost, your family, but that team that you're playing for every day. And just how they carry themselves. And it's got nothing to do with um, dissing my players or ACHL. The presentation and the uh, preparation um, pales in comparison when you're talking about Division I players have a purpose. Like a deep-rooted purpose. It, it, the game never changes. It, it, it's the preparation to solidify your next shift. People don't recognize that. You know, just because you're good, good in practice at your own, you know, your own team doesn't mean that, you know, you're the cat meow. So let, let me ask you this. Um, are there any noticeable changes other than uh, making the jump? I mean, um, uniform color is going to stay the same. Logo is going to stay the same. Or have you guys talked about that at this point? Oh, Scott. Scott, I, Scott, I, <laughs> Go get him, coach. coach. Go get him. Oh, my, like, like I dress to stay warm. Okay. <laughs> Go get him. Um, like I don't need the you, next you know college kids. sweatsuit. Coach, I, coach, you know, college kids, they want the uh, best swag oh, they can get their hands God. on. If you see my pants flooded up to, sh- to show my socks. <laughs> so back in the day, my uncle used to drop his ashes in that cuff. Now like they're, they're floods. Like I call them clam diggers. They're like, coach, come on. I go, that's how you find clams. You walk out in the water, you pull your pants up, and you fish with your feet. You know, they're, they're pushing it, but like I, like I got my limitations. You know. Now listen, um, I grew up. I am a city boy. I grew up in the city. Okay, but I and and even though I live on Long Island, I was never really the Long Island kid. But even I know about clam digging. Of course. Okay. So yeah. Scott, go away with this nonsense. He doesn't have to. You know when. This is why he has people. Not this is not his job. Oh man, you guys, guys! I have the same stick I've had for ten years. Now I get new skates, I get new gloves, and I get sticks. And and all I ask, like, like seriously, like I don't play the card from the past. But like, oh man, I need my name on my sticks, and and I get like put down. Yeah, no, it's not happening. I'm like, oh, okay, like I wear the same gloves. Give, give the new gloves to the guys. Easy on the budget, you know. Um, I, I dress. I wasn't, coach, in I practice, wasn't asking I, about I dress, you. I was asking what? about oh, your team. Jeez, stop, <laughs> no. Don't pay me attention. Listen, I still have a wood stick, coach. A, yeah, a, a, a Canadian. <laughs> and he wood also stick. has. A, he also has a, like uh, 
towels wrapped around for shin pads when he plays roller hockey. Yeah. Oh, man. I, well, you know, it's funny. So I went to school with Craig Ludwig, and he had those same sh- uh, shin pads. Yeah. And I, yeah. I used to watch him put the cotton batten in there. Like, that hasn't changed. But, no. no it's like, so Ally Afraid, used to shoot uh, over 100 miles an hour. Al McGinnis shot over 100 miles an hour. Those were wood sticks. We all shot, like, well, maybe mine was high 80s. But you know what I mean? Like, you could still fire a puck. But we knew where it was going. And then, like, I'll never forget when Dallas Drake was here in St. Louis and I seen him shoot out a, a score on a wrister from the blue line. I go, holy shit, these, these new sticks mean something. There, there's something to that reflex on a hosel. And now they just keep them better and better and better. Um, but everything's better. The, kid, the, the athletes are better. There's more resources. The equipment's better. All the above. Um, but, but for a hockey player, like, it's all about the motor. Like, you, you got to make certain that you know how to control your motor. And um, other than that, it, it's, it's a knowledge where the next play is and, and, and handling uh, percentages on your decisions. It's, it's pretty simple. Uh, Coach, we know that the, that the college hockey world is always excited when a new team comes along. Um, what kind of reaction have you gotten from the local youth hockey uh, scene about – uh, officially announcing this jump. <laughs> I know what the answer is, but we have to ask it anyway. Okay, what is the answer? I don't. I, be honest with you guys, I don't really like. I care, but I, I don't read the newspapers. I don't do the social media. I, I, I read. I, like, I know the Beatles broke up. I, I kind of learning it. You know, like my <laughs> players are kind of coming. Like when I walk into a new building, I hand my phone over to one of my assistants and get, get me on Wi-Fi. Like, you know, like, like, like I'm aware of it, but I don't get hung up on it for everyone that, that wants to give you that a boy. There's two or three really not well wishers, you know, okay. like there, like there really isn't. It is for me to say how great, College hockey was in the 70s. It doesn't mean nothing to anybody in St. Louis now. Like, my players have my players couldn't name five players of the Edmonton Oilers when they won the Stanley Cup. Couldn't name five. They got the Gretzky, but couldn't get five. Now, my kids out of Canada had no problem. Okay. Uh, I had President Porter in the alumni room. So I introduced them to the alumni that are in our uh, Blues alumni box. And Chris Pronger was one of them. Okay. So President Porter asked Prongs, how many games did you play? Oh, my Well, Lord. <laughs> if you would have seen the response of my, my alumni, they couldn't hold it in. And, and normally Chris Pronger would cross-check somebody. Okay. And he actually handled it pretty cool. And he goes, ah, you know, I played from 93 to 2012. Like the guy's jersey's hanging hanging <laughs> yeah. in the rafters like but you know what I mean? it's humbling and not everybody follows hockey not you know and and really guys don't need to play that card uh and, but it was like you all you guys understand it's prongs like you kidding me <laughs> he's like the best yeah but he's yeah, humble and even when he's not cross-checking people no no <laughs> From Olympic championships to cups to Hall of Fame to God, amazing. Yeah, playing Hartford. 
<laughs> oh, he played Harvard. Uh, you know what? He's so happy. He's so happy he got out of there. Like everybody says, God damn it, I'm gonna play for Keenan. He's the only one that's like, Oh, I'm happy. I'm out of Hartford. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Uh so so you said that you've got what fifteen games right now yes. and, and and your goal is at least twenty. Yes. Um uh, is it hard to get people to come to St. Louis or, or are oh, these coaches opening yeah, up no. going like, uh, yeah, we'll be there. Uh, yeah, no, no. Everybody's <laughs> schedule is pretty much solidified. So there's a lot of jockeying that's going on. Uh, talking to Greg Powers at Arizona state, we watched for three years, you know, Greg came from ACHA. They travel. You gotta be used to traveling, you know, um, we're going to travel. The, the, the last thing I'm going to be doing is say, oh, no, reciprocate. You got to play here. <laughs> no, we, we want to play. We, we want an opportunity to establish yourself and, and play. Um, that's been all embedded in, in, into uh, our working balance uh, sheet. Um, we just got to go. You know, I tell you what, Frank has been unbelievable, Saratori, because somebody with that tenure – in respect that he owns. Like he was one of the teams that gave us our first opportunity. And when he talks, when he, when he talks to people, it resonates and he knows what's good for college hockey. So like, I'm not on the phone call with Frank. Frank's a pain in the ass to me. And has been, you know, just setting (laughs) up our games and also what's going on, you know? Uh, But he's, he's unbelievable when it comes to uh, the growth of college hockey. So I, I know he's got a lot going on um, with relationships and, and passing phone numbers around and, and, and understanding uh, the, the purpose of it. Um, but we're playing on the road, you know, uh, gosh, heck, we even have, you know, the program in March, you know, so we got national development program in March. I think we even go there, you know, um, <laughs> Who cares? You know, <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Who cares? Yeah. Well, you Gosh. know what? ASU did that a whole bunch. And Greg, That's I'm sure I'm told you that the first couple of years. Now, now he's looking at 24 home games this year. So in a very short period of time, he built something and, that's a pretty good roadmap. But when we talk about independence, you got the two Alaskas. Now you got LIU, you got ASU, you got yourself. I'm guessing those were some of the first calls. Man, Scott, I don't know what, what the first calls were. Like on our race <laughs> board, gonna... on our race board, we put them all up there. And um, obviously, the first ones were the three teams we had on schedule. You know, it's Arizona State, Denver, and uh, Air Force. Um, then you go on. You know, you go on from there. And it is uh, we we really try. Um, I, I call it twenty four hour rule. Like you got to answer a text or, or, or an email or a call somehow within 24 hours. I, I think, you know, we all have phones on our hips. Um, just, Hey, I got it. We'll get that. You know what I mean? Um, and we, we tried to stick to that. You know, we, we tried to stick to maybe exposing ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, there comes a time where, you just got to walk outside naked and enjoy the weather. And that's where we're at when it came to eating crow, because we spent so much time building in the fall. Then all of a sudden, you know, poof, 
Where'd they go? Yeah. And, and, and due to the absence, out of sight, out of mind. So, um, well, it takes so time. It, it, like it, it, to, to build a team, to build trust, whether it is opponents, whether it be with your players, fans, it just takes time. And yeah, I mean, we'd like to have a solidified schedule right now, um, but we're not afraid of work. I mean, Coach, it's not a secret. Penn State had to have a mixed schedule in its first year. ASU had to have a mixed schedule in its first year. Um, we're, we're not going to count COVID because I don't think that's what LIU was originally going to have as their first year. Probably more like the schedule they had this year. Um, uh, and and even Anchorage is, is, is playing some ACHA games and probably some Division three games, um, even though they've had uh, a, a full year to kind of work on it. Um, this is not a secret. The players obviously know this going in. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Like, like, like I, I knew geographic WCHA slash CCHA, perfect for St. Louis. Sure. Uh, almost better is NCHC, but why get your ass whooped? You know, like we're not there, <laughs> right? So let's be let's be real about this. Um, and, and then St. Thomas got it, you know, a year before us, and even numbers, whatever. You got to prove yourself. Nope. Even numbers. Everybody, every recruit thinks that they're a Division One player. Every agent tries to address and sell that their clients are Division One players. There's there's so many universities that want to be Division One. There, you know, you know what I mean. Like, like I knew as a player, you earn your craft in the minors. You got to be lucky. To me, being prepared when that opportunity arises, right? So you don't know when it's when it's going to happen, but we were prepared, and we we started six years ago, and then all of a sudden, you know, Centene gets built, and it's six or seven miles down from our campus. They negotiate a sweet lease. Um, now now we got the facility. Now we got something that's recruitable. Um, you know what I mean? Like to think that. A coach's office of three, four actually really determined individuals. Like people don't understand. My whole staff is on volunteer. We run two teams. I got seven coaches. They're all volunteer. Like they got real jobs. Like we, <laughs> people don't realize. And, and you know what? This has been going on. Well, I've been here fourteen years. Like they don't complain. They don't need a wall placky. They don't need this. There's so much invested into doing the right thing for our players. And then all of a sudden they have this potential. I'm more happy for them than I am for me. Sure. So give us a a shout out coach, if you can, to uh, the president Porter, because uh, for people that don't know, he really stepped up (laughs) and backed your program and backed you and, and uh, you know what? It's no secret either that you guys have had a women's NCAA team, and it, it only made sense that you had a men's team. But how important was he? And, and just a shout-out to, to what he did for your program. There's managers and there's leaders. You need to have a leader. You, you need somebody that is strong, intelligent, can communicate 
and is also demanding in a nice way. Um, he stays on the outside. Uh, I had a meeting with him in October, um, kind of a disgruntled, feel each other out. Um, it was agitated, but it, the best way to describe it is we had clarity through conflict. And I knew um, that he accepted my passion. I'm, I'm used to like not taking time to really soften my feelings through my words. Like when I got to think of soothing words to present how I really feel, just don't come out right, you know? And I knew where he's from. Uh, he's from Chicago also. I knew he had a coaching background. And he's been ext extremely successful. So it was, it was just, it, it was the first conversation. That was a heated conversation. But at least we knew where we stood. That was October. There hadn't been a conversation since. I mean, he's been at our games, you know, supporting us, you know, and a handshake and a slap on the back. You appreciate that. But, but you, you don't know when it's coming um, that I got you and get this done. And it's so funny because, you know, I, I said to him, you know, a few days afterward, I, I said, Dr. Porter, I'm going to bring you into the Blues alumni dressing room. You're going to have no problem. You're going to have some aggressive guys. But if you sell yourself to the Blues alumni, you got the key to the city. Like these guys may, have made their homes here. Like they know people, not only through their charity work, but just extending themselves through the, like in this city, you just need a thumbs up and it radiates. St. Louis is a very clandestine city where it takes you a while to listen to the pulse of the city. You have to know, right? Like like the joke in St. Louis is what's your zip code? Every Everybody's passing judgment on <laughs> what high school did you go to? Okay? And it like there's ends. no way that a Chicago style Italian beef sandwich is going to be stuck in St. Louis and anybody's going to attend. They don't know good pizza here, but they like what they got. <laughs> and, and that's the case for, for everybody. It takes a while. So when I extend, I said, Dr. Porter, and he goes, I got no problem with that. Well, <laughs> that that's the dressing room at Centene, you know, our Blues alumni room. He's going to be a, the bunt of jokes. Uh, with his initial conversation with prongs, but like it's like legit. Like people don't understand the value of being a one percenter to play in the National Hockey League and the the respect that's earned uh, to make it and to be successful. Um, it's just been a, an outcrying of navigating and finding the right people that know. You know what I mean? Like, whether it be in getting our games, whether it be in finding the next gem, uh, in recruiting, whether it be donation dollars. Um, it, it starts with the Blues alumni, but we all have friends everywhere. Yeah, well said, well said. 
Um, Coach, congratulations again on a national championship. You, congratulations on uh, moving the program up. Uh, we're thrilled to be able to cover you. We hope we can talk with you more often uh, as of the uh, summer and the season goes on. Go get some good players and, and start making an impact in year one. Oh, well, that's the intention. I mean, that's, <laughs> like, my guys finally get on the ice Thursday. You know, they've had a month off. And um, we'll get back to just being hockey players. Like, that that's their, that's their piece. When they come in the rink, that's their piece. They, they know now. So it's, it's one thing. Like, when you, when you have freshmen that come in, it's a house. Okay. When you bump and grind and bleed for the program and then win a championship, that's your home. There's a difference between houses and homes. That's your home. And for them to come back on Thursday, we get back on, on the ice. Um, it, it'll be a special time. Well, I'm looking forward to getting over there again. So don't lock your door on me. Okay. There's no secrets inside my office. No. no. All right. Uh, Coach Rick Zombo, we appreciate it. The, uh, the ACHA men's D1 reigning champions and the newest NCAA program, the Lindenwood Lions. Thanks again for joining us and spending some time talking hockey. We love it. You are a guest and welcome here anytime you'd like, my friend. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back in about three minutes to uh, wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Paul. best college hockey conference ready for you wherever you are however you want to watch your favorite team is on nchc.tv on your phone tablet or stream to your tv subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv if it's nchc hockey it's on nchc.tv Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com.
As you plan your next trip, or perhaps your first trip in a while, Drury Hotels has over 150 locations to help you travel happy again. Winners of 16 consecutive JD Power Awards for guest satisfaction, Drury Hotels treats you right. Free hot breakfast and happy hours, 24-hour fitness and business centers, as well as more than enough Wi-Fi bandwidth to take care of all your connectivity needs. Whether you're traveling for business, catching a hockey game, or just trying to reconnect with cozy moments, Drury Hotels have the location and amenities you need when looking for a place to stay. Call 1-800-DRURY-IN or go to druryhotels.com and book your stay today. Drury Hotels, where our home is your home. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Indeed it is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy with you in um, a rainy, soon-to-be snowy Denver, Colorado. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York, where it's a balmy 21 degrees maybe, or maybe below 20 now. Either way, either, either way, it ain't good. <laughs> oh, man. Is, is there anybody better than Rick Zombo to, to tell it like it is? Oh, goodness be. gracious. It's so good. Uh, we thank him for coming on and, and talking Lindenwood Lions hockey with us. Listen, this is going to be great. Okay. Um, the, the fact is um, I didn't have the depth of knowledge or the – kind of the institutional awareness that I have now when ASU's program started. Okay. But now I can watch this program. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a good and, one to watch. And you know with Coach Zombo, it's never going to be boring. No, no, no. Okay. Um, and, you know, we might try to steer him in one direction here or there, but that's useless. Yeah. <laughs> because he's just, you know, and that's fine with me. I, I have it. no problem with that. Yeah, I love it. You know, um, you know, I mean, it's just, um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I'm thrilled not only for NCAA hockey, for for all of college hockey, for hockey in general, and especially selfishly for us because what a great addition to our coverage area he's going to be. Um, are, are you inventing teleportation? Just let me know because you want to go from St. Louis to Fairbanks, Paul, and I don't. Paul, let, let me tell you that those teams travel. He said it himself. They're going to go to different places. He already let it out of the bag. North Dakota, Denver, Air Force, Arizona State. Well, listen, he uh, wants to start light. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we know exactly what's going on. Um, <clears throat> so I will catch up with them 
uh, one way or another all the way through and, uh, and, and we'll, we'll give them what they deserve. So we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely take care of that well, part of it I'm, uh, I'm, today. And we're running out of time. So I want to get this in today. I had a chance to uh, visit with all four of the uh, NCAA frozen four uh, head coaches, which was one? great. A big, a big thank you to uh, Denver for uh, allowing me to jump on there and, and be a part of the, uh, the media uh, group. Um, and of course, Dave Fisher from USA hockey did a great job moderating it and getting through. We got four coaches through 15 minutes each. We were all done. And it was all over within an hour and he didn't miss a beat. Um, so I had a chance to, uh, ask a question to, uh, to Mike, uh, Hastings and, um, uh, he gave me a history lesson on all of his uh, coaches that got him to where he is. And he said one thing tonight that I, I don't think anybody's surprised that he said, you know, we're where we're at because of Dryden McKay and Dryden McKay did what Dryden McKay does. Really? I, I, where have <laughs> I heard that before? Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I'm kind of shocked to hear him say that because – uh, and not to take away anything from his team, but he said, Hey, when it comes down to tournament time, you want to have Dryden McKay in net for you. Uh, but, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I who else said that? <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, you know, we talked about this in, in the past when, you know, when, when your Bulldogs had Hunter Shepard. And, you know, he didn't pass the mantle to Dryden McKay. We kind of did it for him, but. Um, you know, as, like I said, as, as I watch, you know, it's, it's, it's more than just the stats. It's more than just the stats. Um, you know, when, when, when Shepard was in net and winning those, those championships for the, for your Bulldogs, they, and Miska, let's not forget about Miska. No, no, well, Miska and a Shepard, two hunters back to back, you know. But the, the kind of the point is you, 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 you sat there and you saw a team that was it just a different feel when you have that money goalie behind you. It is just a different feel. Chico Resch was a great goalie for the Islanders. But Billy Smith was the money goalie. Yep. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Um, it, it's just different different feel okay so now, that was that was the minnesota state side i know we're running out of time so i gotta quickly get these in um the the uh gopher side of things was uh who? uh maddie nyes um how how big and how dominant he was um uh aaron hugelin do i have the right hugelin there's so many hugelins um one of the hugelins mark aaron i don't know um, who uh, who plays for the Gophers now? Uh, also stepping in, making uh, some some big points. Uh, and one of the things you'd expect with Bob Motzko, he's going like, "Yeah, well, you know, our our um, preseason or non-conference, we have to play these Minnesota schools, and it's not easy to play Minnesota State, and we're going to have to play Bemidji State and St. Thomas, and and uh, we're going to have to play Duluth." And we're going to, you know, and <laughs> yeah, we get it, coach. We get it. There's a lot of good teams up there. We understand. Um, yeah. But he also coached in the NCHC. So that's kind of what you got from him. Um, he, he did a lot of talking about his team coming together, which uh, you would expect. 
and then and then you get to uh, to uh, Michigan, and uh, Coach Mel Pearson gave a big big shout out to uh, Chris Mayotte because uh, somebody asked him about Maddie Beneers coming there, and he said, "Well, you know, if it wasn't for COVID, we probably wouldn't have Maddie Beneers because he was Harvard, and of course Harvard's Harvard, but." Hey, you know what? Michigan's Michigan. And uh, he said, Chris Mayotte had the connection with the Berniers family. And that's how he ended up at Michigan. Uh, probably wouldn't have had it not been for COVID, but uh, coach Mayotte's relationship was what got him. I uh, got Maddie Beniers to, um, to Michigan. So well, isn't that, that, what, uh, that was what interesting. Jumbo just said, to be honest. Yes, it was exactly. So, so that was uh, that part of it. David Carl, I asked David the uh, the question I've been waiting to ask him. Is he he told me directly? He said, "Hey, we uh, we had two teams that were very similar that we faced in the regional." And I said, "Hey, hey coach, um, guess what? Michigan's a different animal. What's going to be the game plan for that? And how different is it going to be? Because it's going to be different. We're going to have to make some changes because when you got uh, seven first round uh, draft picks on a roster, um, you, you got to be aware of what you're doing." So. Uh, I'm going to practice tomorrow. I'll uh, see what the Pioneers have in store. Hopefully get a chance to visit with Ryan Barrow, Cam Wright, and um, and or Magnus Krona. So look for that coming up. The Frozen Four is uh, a week and two days away. Um, so we're looking forward to that. I, again, there's still spots open if you want to take advantage of a 75% discount and uh, join us as a corporate partner. We'd love to have you. Um, really weird this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it is going to be. You're going to have to watch basketball or something. That's not happening. <laughs> I know what I'm going to be doing because I've got AHL prep stuff uh, to be doing. I've got uh, NHL stuff. And by the way, the uh, the Avalanche finally tied it up with Calgary. It's 1-1. And, um, yeah, Nathan McKinnon is right here uh, about seven miles from me. <laughs> Whatever. You made it to they, are they just – they finally tied it up. You made it sound like they were down five nothing. One now they're down one one nothing, but yeah. they they finally tied it up in Calgary. So, and guess who it was? All hail Kale. Yeah. All hail Kale. Yeah, yeah. That's all we can say. Whatever. Uh, so anyway, that that's what's going on now. As we said, it was great to have uh, Coach Zombo on and, and talk about his new program. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's, he's, he's something else. Um, I wasn't asking about his clothing. I was asking about what he was going to do for the roster because young kids, as you know, in football and basketball, they want, they want Oregon. They, you know, look at Arizona state, 75 different uniform combinations in the first two years. (laughs) Um, Now they're up to like 600 uniform (laughs) combinations. So well, see the problem is the guy you want the question you had to ask the person you had to ask that question to is the equipment manager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and 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 the last time I checked, while the head coach might have something to say about certain things, and every coach's personality is different. Like I could see Coach Powers being much more hands-on with that week's uniforms or whatever. Does it really? Do you really? Does it really come across to you, like Rick Zombo? No, and I knew that. I just had to ask the question because uh, I wanted to find out what what was changing, if anything, and nothing. 
nothing's changing. I wanted to ask him about how often he looks at the portal, but he probably doesn't even do that. He just, he watches film and he doesn't care who's in there, who's out of there. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun to have them. Yeah. So. All right. Take it away, my friend, as we uh, wrap up another uh, episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. College Hockey Southwest Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios has been brought to you by Burrito Express. Our family recipes to your table, the place in the East Valley for great taste and great value. Top Golf. Our one of a kind experiences bring your gathering to another level. Go to topgolf.com and plan your outing today. Peterson Toyota, serving the Fort Collins, Loveland, and Windsor area since 1968 at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins or at petersontoyota.com. Metro by T Mobile. Get 5G access with every Metro plan at no extra cost. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. History, Blue Bloods, Upstarts. The NCHC has it, and NCHC.TV has it covered. Go to NCHC.TV and subscribe. Black Bear Diners. Whether it's our Friday fish fry or prime rib specials on Friday and Saturday nights, you'll always feel like you're at home. Find your location at BlackBearDiner.com. UNLV Hockey. ACHA D1 Hockey, professional atmosphere, and a world-class education. Caesars Resort and Casinos, an iconic vacation awaits you no matter which Caesars Resort you make your destination. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, come and get our slow-smoked ribs, or pulled pork, or any of our award-winning tastes at all Legion Stadium events or at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. And buy M-Drive. Refine your drive and don't let your age beat you. Go to mdriveformen.com and get started today. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. And then another big thank you to uh, the head coach of the Lindenwood Lions, uh, Rick Zombo, for joining us tonight. Paul and I will be back Sunday night as we begin the big preview to um, NCAA Frozen Four Hockey. Denver Pioneers, uh, Michigan Wolverines, and then uh, the second game will be the Minnesota Gophers and the Minnesota State Mavericks. It will be so much fun. It'll be so um, – I'm, I'm telling everybody, this is going to be the best Frozen Four. If you if you don't have ESPN2, get it because you don't want to miss it. Am I right? Well, I, I still say that they have it backwards. And then I love Minnesota State. and I know my buddy Boblin Maverick is going to be at the Frozen Four. But the star power in the first game between both teams, there's almost there's 25 NHL draft picks in this, in the Denver-Michigan game. I don't yeah. understand it, but what do I know? <laughs> yeah, well, that's been the problem uh, promoting the game of hockey is you got to know a little bit about it and understand uh, where it is. I don't get it. The two time slots were already booked. It really makes no difference. Uh, you're not changing up the teams. They were already set. It's just a matter of when they play. And more eyeballs means uh, more, you know, more revenue uh, and I, more I interest can't. and more growth. And But, of course, it's still ESPN, too. So uh, if they could have got it on ESPN or 
Well, uh, it used to be well, most more often than not, they would have the the, the semifinals on ESPN two, and then the championship game on ESPN. I know, but at some point in time, we got to elevate it a little bit to network TV, so more eyeballs. I don't know what else on. they have going on. So, well, you got to figure it out somehow, some way. You got to elevate it. Uh, that's the only way this is going to grow because people have to be able to see uh, this this talent. And like you said, there would have been no better game to showcase in prime time than uh, Michigan Denver. But who are we, Paul? We're just peons here. And uh, well, I know I am. I, I don't roll out the red carpet for me. You're the one they roll out the red carpet for. I'm on my way to the University of Denver tomorrow at noon, so we'll get a couple of interviews in. We'll watch a little practice. I'll give you a report uh, Sunday night as to how the Pioneers look. But uh, they will have a definite change in game plan versus uh, Michigan than they had against Minnesota Duluth or Lowell. You can count on that. Uh, Michigan's a slightly different style of game. Yep, absolutely. All right. Uh, We'll close uh, everything up with a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.